You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for BetQL Daily, breaking down all the betting angles you need to put money in your wallet on the BetQL Audio Network. It's Beal. Green is there. Switch on D. Simmons to the rack and outside. Hachimura three. Bullseye! Philly has made 22. There's a three by Maxi. That's it. Washington is alive, forcing a game five. Beating Philadelphia 122-114. Welcome into BetQL Daily. I'm Chris Ranji. I'm going to sit in for Joe Ostrowski for today. Also see you again on Friday. Dave Sherapan is with me for today. So it's the two of us as we talk about a pretty big Memorial Day weekend of sports. Had a, a, a lot of fun over the weekend and uh, some surprises, I think, um, happened over the last three days. Glad to have you with us. Uh, glad you're watching on YouTube. Also, you can download the Odyssey app for free. You can get the show there. And we hope that you listen uh, every day this week. Dave, what in the world uh, is going on? And I, I know you want to talk NHL, and we're going to do that because I can't believe Toronto is out. I can't, I can't believe, <laughs> I can't believe that has happened. But we'll start with the NBA. And last night, I thought for sure. The Philadelphia 76ers were on the verge oh. of just wrapping this thing up. Didn't think that Washington was going to come in with much of a desire to win. You know, <laughs> look, you, you get close to the end of the series. You're down 3 nothing. You think, eh, you know, we'll just get ready for next year. And that is absolutely not what happened last night. A 122-114 win for Washington in the game. So, obviously, the Wizards covered because they were not uh, favored in this one. They were the underdog right. in this game. Yeah. Uh, good morning, sir. Good morning, everybody that's listening. That the, the NBA over the weekend, over Memorial Day, was there was a lot of experts. There were a yeah. lot of people that got it right because all you had to do was bet the favorite in the game, and you won. And the pattern continued until it always goes good until a game like last night when the clincher. It's the easy one. The Sixers are just going to go. And then something happens to Embiid, and wow! I mean, the guy runs out on the court. We got a whole nother issue there. I mean, oh, there, it's, it's, I mean, it, enough, Again. right? Like, 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 like people. You, we didn't have games last year. I, I, I thought about this. Like, there were we were last Memorial last year Memorial Day. We were talking about having games again. Yeah. So now we got games again. And between people with popcorn and people running out the court, just throwing water like, bottles, doing the layup line, yeah, like touch the rim or whatever he was trying to do, throwing water, like stop, just enjoy the games. You, but if you, you know, if you had Philly, you didn't enjoy anything about that last night because you laid points, 
on the road in a clincher, and now Embiid's hurt, and you're going, uh-oh, like now what? I mean, it's tough. Yeah, this is a really tough series, I think, to look at moving forward. But, you know, just to finish up the point on people um, and what (laughs) is wrong with people, I know we repent up for a year. I know we haven't had the opportunity to go to sports for many, many months. And, you know, some some areas opened up sooner than others, and some areas had people in the stands uh, sooner than others. We saw some in the World Series last year. But what are we doing here, folks? Like, oh, I mean, this, what are, what are we doing? I, I and it's just not the, it, it's not a great look. And I hope people start to reel it in because what happened last night could have been worse. And I know the guy was, you know, harmless, I guess. But if you're a player on the court, you don't know that. You don't know what that dude's gonna do. Oh, you have no idea. And then you do it, and like the fear is that someone else will do it. Like, what's next? Like, where did he come from, Chris? It looked like he came from far away. Yeah, I I don't know where. I I remember seeing the, um, it it, it was the the pulled away view. So it was the wide angle and from the opposite basket from behind that. And he he ran from, like, behind the scorer's table or, you know, over from the side. I, I don't know where he was in the building. But what I don't want to happen is where, when people are doing stuff like this, that leagues and arenas feel like they have to constrict where you go in the building, you know, because oh, that, could yeah. be the, that could be the other side of this. And we can talk about this a little bit later on, but mm-hmm. uh, I remember vividly what happened with the White Sox about 20 years ago. If you remember uh, the the father and son duo that ran on the field in the middle of the game and started to beat up the Kansas City Royals first base coach. Whoa, I don't, know if I don't remember this. So, yeah. So then it was, happened in Chicago. Are you surprised? Yeah. yeah um, well, yes and no. <laughs> yes and no. Well, I mean, where uh, would it happen elsewhere? Philly uh, or Chicago? Philly would happen. New York. Not, right, I think New it might York. happen okay. in Boston. You know, just oh, where people okay. are, are are idiots. I don't know. But yeah. They, they um, went and got. Who'd they go after? The shortstop. The third no, base. No, no, they, no. That was the first base coach. Old what? guy. Tom Gamboa. No. Yeah, they, they beat him up. Yeah, well, I mean, they didn't beat him up what hard. They pushed it? him to the ground and they started. Who goes after a first base coach, Chris? I don't. He was, the, he was the closest to him. What could he have done? I coached the kids. I'm the first base coach. For, I've been the first base coach for six years. I'm the nicest guy in the field. I mean, that's just me personally. But uh-huh. like, no one wants to. I mean, sometimes the umps want to fight me. Maybe yeah. sometimes when I argue that 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 safer out call at first. But and maybe some of the other parents, I, I could see it. But what could two? What a father son went and grabbed the guy. Uh, yeah, uh, he was the close. <laughs> he was the closest guy on the field to them, and they just ran for him. Oh it, it was really unbelievable and unfortunately for white Sox fans like that's the thing people throw in their face all the time oh yeah and I mean, still still they do that well which is, in philly which is kind they still boo santa claus and you know yeah. they still throw snowballs at santa throwing claus the batteries the stuff that happened yeah in pittsburgh they threw batteries at people or something when i was young i mean like yeah. it sticks with them but like now there's video you know yeah. now there's social media back then I'm gonna when we're done with the show, I'm gonna have to find this video. Or you're gonna have to send it to me or something of the Kansas City oh, thing. Uh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's it just it's so so ridiculous. It uh, lives on like the 
Robin Ventura charging Nolan oh, Ryan. Oh, no, incident. that you know, video, yeah, yeah. okay. It, it lives on like that. Um, and speaking of Philadelphia, pretty big developments over the weekend and yesterday when mm. Joel Embiid, and we mentioned this right off the top, you did, in fact, uh, he leaves the game, couldn't finish the first quarter. You know, he, he fell backwards, and then it looked like he, he reached for his back or his side, and then we find out later that his knee is bothering him. And if there's one thing about Joel Embiid, that and, and it's not even something you can criticize because it's not a guy's fault if he gets injured. But that's the one hang up with his game is that you're always worried about something. You're always worried about injury with him. And, and here we are. We don't know if the Sixers are going to have him for the rest of the series. And like for sports books like this isn't this is no good. Like because yeah. now you want to put the line up. But is he playing? Is he not? And we can't like betting the NBA has become you know, a battle of information and whoever gets it first bets it. Um, and it's really hard. And you're always worried about Jojo's a big guy. I mean, when he goes down, you know, there's going to be something wrong. Like and he goes, falls down all the mm -hmm. time. And when he gets back up, you're right. He did grab his back and he went off for the knee, but like injury information during the playoffs is the greatest mystery of all time. You know a guy's hurt, but like in the NHL, it's upper body injury, lower body injury. Can't right. tell anybody what it is. So right. now I think the NBA kind of took a little play out of this. Yeah, his knee thing is bothering him, but it might be his back, but it could be his ankle. It, I don't know, his, his lower uh, you know, right side. Who knows what they're going to come with, but JoJo better play. Embiid better play uh, for the Sixers. Otherwise, this, this is now a series. It, it certainly has implications for – the remainder of this series, we'll get into that during the next segment um, uh, here in just a little bit. But uh, also yesterday, the Memphis Grizzlies, they played well. Uh, you know, that's a team that I think is really yeah. difficult. But in the end, Utah wins. They take a, a three to one series lead. So um, I, I, I'm not surprised. And I kind of figured this is what was going to happen in the series. Yeah. I kind of figured that Utah would ultimately win it a 120 to 113 final score. So if you bet these games, both of the overs hit yes. in, in both of these. Um, I happened to be, I was on an, I don't know what my problem is, man, but um, I was on a real under kick yesterday and oh. I bet the under in both of these. I don't know what's wrong with me. Uh, I ended up being very wrong. Yeah. And uh, so here we are. So this is the first time we're together. And, and I got it right with the soft G, Ronji. But yes. <laughs> friends don't let friends bet the under in, I know. in, in, in the NBA. I like know. It's, it's really, really hard to get there. It's like, and you see the end of these games. I mean, over the weekend, or, you know, which game it was, the Lakers and the Suns had 19 points scored in a minute and 30 seconds uh -huh. to go over the total. It's, it, it's so, I mean, you need everything – to go right, to get yeah. under, and go, by go right mean miss a lot of shots, not not get a lot of fouls <laughs> called on you. All the things that like you sit there when you bet an under, it's not really a fun route. I get it though. You it, just it isn't the wrong sport, right here. But here's what happens: you get these moments where you think, "I know I'm not supposed to bet the under. It's oh, not yeah. fun." It, yeah. But I know something this time. Yes, yes. Like at this this That's, time, I got a feeling. Oh. This time, I oh, know yeah. it. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it, and it <laughs> didn't work out. You can you can try to convince yourself of it. I've done it myself. Yeah, there's not going to be square. Yeah, they're going to play defense. No, they're going to let them. You know, they're going to let them play and not call a lot of fouls and stuff. I know making the numbers. I'm I'm 
watching the numbers every day, just like I was actually in, in the book, still taking the bets and moving the numbers. I don't understand the, not the lack of adjustment. Like things are happening differently in the NBA. The three is more than the two. Everybody mm-hmm. shoots the three. It doesn't even matter. You can be the five on the court. If you've got an open look at three, you take it. And if you miss, you just try to get another one. So the games go over. There's a lot more fouls, it feels like. Bet those unders, man. That's that's a tough sweat. It it, it really is. And you know what? And, and the fours and the fives, they can all hit threes now. So from it, it everywhere. Just, yeah, from everywhere. Oh. It's a completely different game. I'm really stupid. Yes, I know. I shouldn't have done it, <laughs> but I, I felt like I well, here's where it's I did okay. it. Okay, there's a couple games today that may go under, or maybe I, one. I don't know. Y- yeah, and and we'll we'll talk about those. Yeah. And, and Dave, I think um well, I did hit this one for whatever reason. I decided to fade Russell Westbrook yesterday. He was at oh, 21 and a half. Nice. Yeah, he was at 21 and a half to, to, to go under the point total. Wow. And if you if you look at the line, if you if you go back and look at the box score and you see that he was uh three for nine from the field he didn't make a shot you... in the first quarter yeah if you see that you go oh oh great I, I i did great but then you move over and you look at the free throws and he was 13 of 16 <laughs> yeah. which put him close i mean he yes. got to 19 yesterday so I, I sweated that one just a little bit but um i did hit one under and i was i was pleased about that one well you should have been betting the hockey unders like, I you know. know. What are you doing? Just bet the hot. You want to, and you can enjoy the game because it's good defense. It's it's outstanding goaltending. Betting an NHL under in the playoffs is kind of fun, like because the games are playing out to the under, and the sweat is incredible when you get to two two. You're like, please, just yeah. get to overtime. Please, no more, you know, and you need a felony called uh, to commit a felony to get a penalty called in the third period. So you don't really got to worry about the officials robbing you or or getting something controversial call to get a power play. You just need them goalies to keep making those saves. It's really, it's really good. Because those officials, they don't want to make calls late in a playoff Let game. the players play. They don't want, well, it's you don't understood. Want, yeah, you don't want to be the guy to throw up your arm and and affect the outcome of a game and those are huge calls when you get the power play with like uh, three minutes left to go oh they're 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 so hard to kill off so the referees know that i mean like they they pretty much let the players control the outcome um if it you know a puck you flip a puck over the glass they have to call it if there's too many men on the ice and the whole building can see it they have to call it yeah but they let those slashing calls go and they let those 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 other things go there's a lot of it's fun to watch but um nobody would be coming out on the ice and doing anything they would get the they would get a penalty for taking somebody out from the stands like if they tried to come out and take a joy skate like that yes. guy did last night in Philly Unbelievable. We're still doing this. And then how about the Boston Bruins last night? Series is now tied at one. It is the second round uh, Eastern Conference game. Islanders, Bruins, New York had the lead late. Uh, Brad Marchand with the goal with Mm -hmm. under four minutes to go um, in in that one last night. They go to overtime and, and here we are. The Islanders end up winning series tied at one. Yeah, that was a really entertaining game, and and the uh, Bruins were such prohibitive favorites, right? Like, that's the thing in the NHL you see. Like, these numbers you got to lay, the price is built into it, but, man, that was a pretty even game. I mean, and the, the Islanders were the better team, the majority of it. Bang, bang goals in the third period to, to score and tie it, 
and then a fluky goal by a guy that I can't pronounce his name correctly, but it's his first goal of the playoffs, of course. It's his first postseason goal since 2015, mm-hmm. and the puck bounced off the other defenseman and went right to him. It, he's number 53, Chris. It, the, the goal scorers don't get 53. Like that's right. that's almost like the lineman picking a ball up in football. So it was awesome, man. It was just awesome. Yeah, that's like uh, the the best players in baseball with a number like 88, which yeah. is actually happening now for it's, whatever reason. It's cool uh, now. It wasn't yeah. cool when we were younger. Yeah, now it is a thing. We are going to talk more NHL with Dave Sherapan as the show goes on. Joe Ostrowski is out here on the BetQL Audio Network.